the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers Radio Show, which is heard every Thursday at KPXQ 1360 and uh, faithtalk1360.com at 530 every Thursday, and then it becomes a podcast. And uh, to see all the shows, we're nearing 100 shows, I think, in this month or next month, and and uh, go to rescuersradioshow.org. We are a nonprofit. And uh, if you'd like uh, to donate to this program, keep the ministry going, you'll find information at that at the website as well. Right now, I want to focus on my guest at this program of rescuers is Kathy Wannenberg, president and founder of Hope Lifters Unlimited. Hi, Kathy. Hi, it's great to be here, Art. We've known each other a long time. A long time. Let's not date us. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, Kathy, I always like opening up the uh, the radio show. Our worldwide audience is engaged right now, and and uh, to give them a, a little hint on uh, on who you are and what your background is. Let's start by sharing your uh, personal backstory and. Uh, how did you get here to this point in your life? Well, it, let's go way back. But I'm I'm a Midwest girl. I'm from the state of Missouri or misery, depending on the time of year. And I grew up in a town of 300 people. Can you believe that? Wow. And I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. And uh, my dad had the gas station. Grandpa had the general store. Uncle was the postmaster. And no one liked Uncle Bob. You want to guess, Art, what his profession was? No. He was the undertaker. <laughs> so, yes, we did funerals. Every I, town needs one. <laughs> we did. I, I sang with my cousins in a little quartet. And, and you know, it's it's amazing. I started um, my journey playing hide-and-go-seek with caskets. Up of my, and, and people would think, Kathy, that's not very funny. But, but, you know, God can use anything. And he started in that little town with all of these entrepreneurs. And then we would fast-forward. My parents divorced. I had to leave that little town. Ended up in a blended family and with a alcoholic stepfather. So, again, God uses everything, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, went to the University of Missouri, re- met and married my husband, an engineer. So those of you ladies out there who have that left brain guy, you know what I'm talking about. And um, told him that I will only marry you if we move away from family. You see, I thought that divorce would happen to me, too. And I thought family caused it. So we moved far, far away. He took me literally, mm. went to Oregon, started my radio career Wow! in sales. Didn't even know what dubs were back then, if you can remember. <laughs> and then transitioned to television, moved to Phoenix in 1983 in the desert, a place that I never really wanted to come. Yeah. 
but it was here that God really met me and grew me. During that time, I worked at a radio station as a sales manager and uh, then transitioned into television. And I'd heard about a group of women that were meeting. They were Christian women and in the media. And I thought, I didn't like Christian women. I loved Jesus, but I, at that time, the church didn't know what to do with us that were professional women. And I certainly didn't want to have anything to do with it. But as a God would have it, he brought me together. And I think during that season, I met your wife. Yes. And uh, and a, a, a number of other media women. And at that time, God changed my heart from I'm not going to do this to you're going to use I'm going to do this and use it for your good. So he transformed my heart and I began in a ministry called Christian Business Women's Association that was started here in Phoenix wow. back in the 80s. And um, I, uh, there were a group of gals that founded it. I just came in, and God birthed that. That was right around 2005? Well, actually, that was in the 80s, 80s. when, when oh, wow. it was like in the 80s that okay. he birthed that. And that kind of grew me. I didn't know anything about leading a ministry and especially professional women. So I made a lot of mistakes. But there was a group of us women that were professional women that wanted to spread our hope in our workplace. That was a mission field. Absolutely. And we needed each other to do that. God used us. So during those many years, I left that ministry in 2000. But in those years, we encouraged and equipped one another. God grew me. And, you know, my life has been a series of lots of losses and lots of letting go of things I love so that he could enlarge me. And it was in 2000 when... um it was actually in the 90s when I was the end of the 90s while I was still at Christian Business Women that I we had adopted a son. And I thought that, uh, you know, you just got pregnant. I thought if you want to have babies, you just got pregnant. That yeah. didn't happen. So we went through many years of infertility, again, loss. Uh, we adopted a baby boy through Christian Family Care Agency here in the Valley. And uh, then I got pregnant in my late 30s. And God, I thought he had done a miracle because my little boy had prayed that I'd have a baby in my <laughs> belly which I did. And to our surprise, and on Good Friday of 1996, we discovered, in fact, uh, our baby had a terminal Mm. condition. I was 14 weeks pregnant, and I walked through that journey uh, knowing that our baby would die. He had a condition called anencephaly. The skull and the brain don't form. And this group of women, Christian businesswomen, watched me. And at that time, I was speaking around the country, and I was God was really using me, but he was also growing something in me that he would use, uh, a loss that I didn't plan on. Uh, This group of Christian women encouraged me as I birthed. They gave me a labor of love shower. They did encouraging things for me as a leader that I'm passionate about now doing for other leaders because we go through what we go through, Art, to help others go through what we went through. So when God called me to leave that ministry, I didn't want to. How many of you been loving something? And I, I bargained Amen. with him for a couple of years. I did not want to leave. I love this ministry of women. And finally, I was obedient. It took me a couple of years, but I was obedient. I left that ministry in 2000 and was in the wilderness. And those of you, I know you've been in the wilderness. Yeah. Are, you know what that feels like. Yep. And it, But it was during that wilderness time. And in 2005, I went away for a weekend. Uh, a friend looked at me and she said, you need a lot more color Uh, than just your hair because she did my hair she was my therapist she said you need color for your soul and I'm going to recommend you go away for 24 hours with God so I went up a couple of hours from Phoenix 
to a retreat center, and they, at that time, they're no longer in business, but at that time, they specialized in personal retreats. You would go, and they would serve you, and you would just have time with God. And I thought, I'm chatty Kathy, <laughs> and I could talk to God, but 24 hours, I mean, I love Jesus, but uh, 24 hours with him, but it was amazing how that 24 hours absolutely transformed my life. Wow. I learned to listen. I I sat by the pond and the outdoors. It's amazing when you get alone with God and remove the distractions, yeah. remove the emotions, then your spirit can hear. And my spirit heard mm-hmm. him very clearly yeah. say, you need to do this for other women. And so I left that retreat and I invited my best friend. And I said, for your birthday, you're coming up to this retreat center. and You're going to have 24 hours with God. I'll be going too, <laughs> and we'll have meals together. But that's your gift. From that, she began inviting other people. I started bringing women away on small group gatherings. And then I was having another time with God. And I heard him very clearly say, there are a lot of stressed out women out there. Mm, yeah. Why don't you charter a bus? Well, now, I would have never thought of that. So God is sometimes crazy School bus, with me. a Greyhound bus. Like, okay. So I looked to my friend who's the organized one, and I'm the dreamer. And she got a notebook going and everything, and I lost the notebook art for four years. So those of you out there that are waiting on God to do something, just know his timing's always perfect. Don't (laughs) get stressed out. And it's always different than ours. Well, I knew it was time when I got a call from a Christian bus company. They called me four (laughs) years later. I knew it was time. And then I remembered the notebook. I found it. It was God's timing. And we met with the couple. They were from Prescott. We met with their Christian bus company. And we met with them, and they said, um, I said, well, when's your next bus? When can we rent one? They said, in three weeks. I said, I'll take it. Now, I don't know if uh, <laughs> if you're married to an engineer, get this picture. But I, I you know, going home and telling my husband that I was had just chartered a bus, and then how am I going to pay for it? <laughs> um, I waited to tell him for a little bit. Now, ladies, I'm not telling you not to tell your husband. God said, wait. And I began just following God's call to go out and spread hope. And I saw stressed out women at Starbucks, and I said, looks like you need a day away. You want to come get on my bus? And three weeks later, not only did 31 women from ages 13 to 81 get on that bus, many of whom I did not know, but friends who'd heard that I was doing this dropped off checks without me asking. Oh, my gosh. So it was truly a step of faith and trust, and uh, that began taking women away and we the next mother's day i started taking mothers away we called it hope on wheels hope lifters hope on wheels yeah. and we started taking we still we've done i think 12 bus tours we kind of held off during the covid season we're working on ramping that up again but we take them away for a day so then from there you know the ministry has grown to i i have a heart for leaders and any of these women are leaders they're leading with loss, but it's my job to encourage them, lift them so that they can make a difference. Many of the women on the buses are now doing other ministries. Some have boxes in hospitals all throughout the state of Arizona that help other women who have lost children. Um, it's not just loss. There are lots of women that God has brought in my path, and I have an office now that a friend off- offered me to come sit in her office. <laughs> and... Uh, I didn't have transportation a couple of years ago. We'd gone through kind of a stint where everything was breaking and we had teenagers and and someone said, hey, here's a van. Would you like it? 
So again, uh, <laughs> hope comes in lots of different ways. Yeah. And where I'm at now with Hope Lifters is it's a new year. I'm trying to encourage women one-on-one. I meet with leadership teams. I open my office as a place where women can come for a retreat. Wow. It's really a kind of like Jesus did. He invited people. Yeah. And that's what God uses me to do. I invite women on retreats. I don't really promote a lot. I let the women do that. So that's how I'm here. And um, so a lot of loss, a lot of letting go, uh, a lot of trusting God and um, leading where he calls me. But the biggest thing is, you know, we go through what we go through, no matter what it is. To help others go through. And that's my lifestyle. That's really what Hope Lifters is, is a lifestyle that I want to have other people do the same. And it's it's uh, Hope Lifters Unlimited, unlimited. Meaning, meaning it's going to continue to grow well, and, and whatever God's plan is. Yeah. Hope Lifters is really based on Second Corinthians 1 when it talks about may the God of hope, you know, give you hope. And then you go ahead and give the hope that he's given. I'm paraphrasing. And the unlimited is the Ephesians 3.20. God is able to do immeasurably more. <laughs> Then we can ask or imagine according to his power at work. So I never want to limit God. So when you say, what do you do? I kind of pause and I'm like, I really don't know. This is a new year. (laughs) And although there are some of the people that I'm always going to have losers in my life, that means anyone that's lost anything. I'm always going to have leaders because we all influence someone. And I'm always going to have longers, those that long to fulfill the potential God has called them. I work with a lot of writers and speakers. Longers. Never, Longers. I long never, yeah, to do. Okay. Yeah. So those are the three groups of people that, that God will always have in my life. And right now, under the umbrella of Hope Lifters, I offer who I am. And I encourage others to go and be Hope Lifters in their sphere of the world. So I have a hunch that uh, the age of COVID probably penetrated that to some degree. Well, it did. And it, it, it was actually... Amazing art. I would have, you know, I was busy as we all are doing, having office meetings, having busy, and then all of a sudden shut down. But what it did for me is allowed me to go into the wilderness with God and hear from him very clearly. And I would take my my lawn chair out to the desert. I live in Ahwatukee area, so I would go there. And I would see people, you know, going by, trekking by, socially distanced. But it allowed me to really let go of what I thought ministry or making a difference looked like. Yeah. And it really was getting personal with him. Uh, I said I had to put death to a lot of things during that time, a cemetery in my heart. I had to let go of, I had a son that was a 2020 graduate. Wow. My dad during died on oh, Easter oh. of 2020, and he's in Missouri. And so I, I had to be creative and learn how to do a FaceTime funeral and still plan from afar and not be there. And yet God took what I think the world would say was a horrible thing, and he transformed my life. I learned to do new things like Zoom, which I think we all did. This radio show. I know. This radio show was born in May of 2020, and right at the front end of what we didn't know what what was totally going to look like. But this, uh, this program, it was his calling into my heart, and we never took off, took time off. We, we matter of fact, it, it excelled because of the darkness in the, in the world that everybody was experiencing. Uh, there were all kinds of new leadership coming forward. And that, that's what this radio show was, was born on. Well, and it, it's amazing how, when you ask God 
and you listen, mm-hmm. and he gave you that thought that was him, and you respond, look at the hope that spreads. Um, I did the same thing during the time. I said, how can I continue making a difference? Well, God said, hey, pull out your phone. You could text someone every day. Yeah. So text messaging and sending um, links like to a radio show, um, encouraging people through Zoom. Um, and actually our bus trip, did we do it that year? No. But what God led me to do is rally the gals to meet at cemetery socially distanced, those my leaders. And we went to seven cemeteries here in the valley. Really? And for those that didn't bury a yeah. child, yeah. Um, we went ahead and acknowledged them with a balloon release. And we did that creatively. I would have never thought to do that, but that was probably one of the more meaningful times. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I also asked God to use me as a hope lifter for my community. And he led me to do some very uh, unusual things that I'm still doing. But I deliver meals. You know, all these delivery services out there. Really? And um, one of the ways that God asked me to, he said, you know, everybody's afraid they're in their houses. Yeah. And I'm an extrovert. (laughs) And he said, so I asked my teenage son if he would show me how to do this. He was doing this. And that's a great way to connect with your teenager, nice. too. We still do. Yeah. He trained me. And so I went out and God said, every delivery, Kathy, I want you to pray for that person. Oh. So not only did I pray for the person, but I prayed for the establishment. I wore my faith, not fear mask. I had my hope for you, Van. That's on my <laughs> license plate. And I connected with my son. I got in good shape because I could go up and down the stairs. Of a, but I made a difference in my community. And I haven't really spoken about that, but I felt like now's the time on your show to say, wherever you're at, you can ask God to use you as a hope lifter. There's somebody somewhere that needs hope. That's incredible. And and I, I have a question for you. Um, the motto that you created is what? We go through what we go through Yeah. to help others go through what we went through. Again, that's a paraphrase of... Second Corinthians. But when you think about, if you look at your life resume and you think of all the hard things you've gone through, you know, the loss of a job, the loss of a spouse, the loss of a pet, um, changing, even success, um, those lessons can help someone else. And I feel as an example and a mentor, really mentor, I need to help, help others go through some of the things I've gone through. Yeah. I'm going to take just a moment to, uh, in case we had somebody tune in uh, late into the program, this is Kathy Wannenberg, president and founder of Hope Lifters Unlimited, and uh, my guest today. So um, uh, you, through all of this, all of the, your, your happenings in your life, the, the uh, everything that you've shared uh, brought you to be an author. You, you've authored four books, and... Did you ever think you'd be doing that? Uh, That's a that has to be a God message, right? Well, I didn't want to do it. First of all, yes, I went to journalism school and I loved to write, but I went down the marketing business path because, frankly, at that time, it I had a more lucrative and better opportunity. But God brought me back to who I am, and He always does. And so, after losing our son in 1996, a friend gave my name to a publisher. And that publisher needed someone to write a grief devotional. And I balked. I did not want to do that. 
Why would I want to go down a painful path like that? And um, But to save face with my friend, I went ahead and contacted the person and submitted my proposal, and they came back. And as God always does, he always does more. They came back with a two-book proposal, and that publisher is Zondra and now HarperCollins, one of the biggest publishers, Christian publishers. And I was just a small girl from a little hometown but that had offered my loss for God to use it. Mm-hmm. And so that book, um, my first book was Grieving the Loss of a Loved One, and my second, Grieving the Child, I Never Knew, which is for uh, families who have lost an unborn, newborn, stillborn, or tubal pregnancy, um, to come alongside of them, to help them see God through the pages. That book this year, God Amazed Me, um, hit a publishing milestone of 100,000 copies. 100,000 copies. And I say that mm-hmm. very bittersweet because I know the cost of my books, of what those families have paid. So, uh, but to know that they're, you're not alone. If you know somebody who's lost someone, and uh, I'm glad that God allowed me the time to wrestle with him about whether or not I wanted to do this. But when I said yes, he did immeasurably more. Acquaint our audience with the titles. What are the, what are the four games? Um, It's grieving the loss of a loved one. And grieving the child I never knew. Longing for a child, that is a devotions for those going through infertility. And Hope Lifter, Creative Ways to Spread Hope When Life Hurts. And uh, those are the four books that I've written. And the one that hit 100,000? That's the Grieving the Child I Never Knew. So anyone who's lost an unborn, newborn, or stillborn child, uh, it will help them walk through that and help them see God in the pages. Yeah, and it's and it's timeless. It How, however much time has gone by since that, or it's fresh, or it, it's timeless. That's one of the things I thought when I offered my writing. Just like the Bible is timeless, I wanted my words to be timeless, and uh, so that even when I'm gone, hopefully, it will continue to spread hope. Yeah. So, um, so you 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 still do public speaking? You're you're uh, are you traveling a lot? You know, with, you with COVID, I, I did some really fun, you know, virtual conferences. <laughs> I'm I'm on the one of my must-dos every year that I make a high priority because it impacts the world globally is with Carol Kent's ministry, the, uh, the Speak Up Conference. This year, they're going to do it not only uh, virtual, but they're going to do it live back in Grand Rapids in July. But I'm a trainer for that, and I have the privilege to – come alongside of those that are feel called to write and speak and lead yeah. and and make a global impact by encouraging them. So that's a must-have. I do speak to leadership teams, and I and I have went in to Colorado, did my first coming up <laughs> of, uh, of COVID and did a in-person for a small group. But uh, I will go where God calls me to go, and I take every situation and every opportunity uh, to him in prayer and ask him, do you want me to do this? Yeah. Uh, you know, we never shut down the studio for rescuers during uh, 2020. Uh, we did create uh, Zoom has just become an amazing technology. We didn't know what it was then, but we certainly know what it is now. And now it's a more convenience, I think, than it is a, a must mm-hmm. for, for some people. But I've had ICU nurses. I've had people that were in front line uh, capacities and they were just a little, can I do zoom? Sure. So, um, and now it's gotten so 
good, uh, technically speaking. And uh, we all wish we had shares at the beginning of, right. of, of Zoom, right? I know, so. that's true. <laughs> yeah. well, Jeremy shakes his head over there. <laughs> so maybe he does have some shares. I don't know. But no, no. So, um, so anyway... Um, uh, my gosh, in all of your media days, you spent almost 20 years, and that was all in Oregon? Actually, Oregon and Phoenix. I was in, uh, I started off in Missouri, actually, and then Oregon, and then when we transferred here to Phoenix, I spent, I think, 13 years here in Phoenix yeah. working for radio and television. Nice. Well, uh, and I my entree to Arizona was through... Uh, so I don't want to get into my stuff, but I, I had a, I was worked for a radio station. My very first radio station was in Powell, Wyoming, small town. And I was there for uh, like 10 years. And then we bought stations in Kingman and I was transferred down to run two stations in Kingman, Arizona. And then the opportunity came up in uh, 2089 for me to take over the reins of the Arizona Broadcasters Association as CEO. And we'd never know. Uh, I, I, I came to Christ late in life. I was 49 years old when I ran into the proverbial wall and my way wasn't working. I was a mess. My, I left a mess behind me. And uh, since then, it's just been a wonderful ride and wonderful trip. So um, I want to thank you for being here today. You've in, you've inspired me <laughs> uh, again, and and uh, well, thank you for having me. <laughs> and and I know our audience has learned a lot about you, but what they can be doing as well, and, and thing opportunities that they may have. Um, so you are a rescuer. <laughs> and happy to be on the Rescuers Radio Show. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks, God bless. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 